filled with information. Where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! The coronavirus in the markets may have your portfolio feeling a little under the weather these days. And you're 10 years away from retirement, so what do you do? Ryan Dietrich, Chief Investment Strategist with LPL Financial, lends his thoughts. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And welcome into the Get Ready for the Future show. As we come on the air today, we are in the midst of a lot of turmoil in the market. And all obviously, we've got a lot of information that we want to share with you as it relates to retirement investments and your money. But today, we're going to go ahead and accelerate. Usually when we visit with Ryan Dietrich, the Chief Market Strategist with LPL Financial, Ryan is usually in one of our later segments. But because of everything that's going on with uh, two big down days in the market on Monday and Tuesday, we thought we we would go ahead and have Ryan join us immediately on the show to give us some insights about what's going on. Ryan joins us from uh, Fort Mill, South Carolina today. Uh, Ryan, how are you doing? Well, guys, I guess the market's up a little bit as we speak, but boy, oh boy, there's a lot to discuss. And I am doing fine, but boy, the market is causing some volatility, is it not? <laughs> it absolutely is. <laughs> yeah, we began the week with uh, obviously down over a thousand points. Now, that sounds really more scary than it is, Ryan. I know you guys put out uh, some information early in the week that that's a huge point drop, but in percentage basis, it really is not, uh, it doesn't rank up there even in the top 100. That's right, John. You know, the, the Dow dropped 1,000 points in 87, and that was a 22% drop. 1,000 points now is about 3.5%. We're not minimizing a 3.5% drop. But it's not. if you go back to 1896 when the Dow started, that's not even in the top 500, okay? So it's, it's all relative, but it's a big day. But don't get worked up over points. Media like to use that. Percentages are really what matter for our portfolios. Absolutely. And so let's let's think about how we kind of separate the, the hype from the reality, Janet. Yeah, and that's one of the things that we help investors to do. But while we've got Ryan, I, I want you to kind of address that a little bit with, you know, when people get this bit of news and they want to respond and react emotionally, what would you say to a long-term investors? Well, right here, Janet, we would say what's happened is scary, but in a way it's normal. Here's what I mean by that. The average year sees three 5% corrections a year. Last year, stocks were up 30%. It was a great year. Came on with you guys every month saying, oh, this is a really good move, is it not? We had two separate 5% corrections last year. So these things can happen even in bull markets. There's one more way to think about this. We took a look at all the years since World War II. Stock market corrects about 14% peak to trough. That's pretty big. Even in the up years, you see about 11% correction on average uh, during the up years. So well, our stance at LPL Research is after a 30% gain last year, we're kind of near our fair value in, in equities here. We said maybe it's time for some volatility. Now, coronavirus is causing it. We can get more into that. But it's not shocking to us. We don't think this pullback is taking place. And maybe there could be a little more in the cards for a little bit deeper pullback to about 3,000 on the S&P 500. It's kind of what we're targeting here. Ryan, you mentioned coronavirus, and we know that that's a, the big issue of why the market's taken a dip so far this week. What do you think coronavirus means for long-term investors in particular? Sure. Well, for long-term investors, really, they shouldn't be too concerned with it. Now, the way we're looking at this, as a time of recording, there's about, tragically about 3,000 deaths have come from the coronavirus. Just to put a perspective on that, 8,000 people in the United States have died from the flu just this flu season. So we're not minimizing it. But what we've seen historically with these outbreaks, pandemics, epidemics, you see a little bit of growth slow. You see equity market correction. But the path is usually back-ended. We're going to have more expansion, more growth later in the year. And that's really where we think we are. Maybe a half a point, or half a percent off GDP, maybe a little bit off earnings here in the U.S. this, this quarter, next quarter. But the second half maybe could be a slingshot for more growth once the growth picks up in the, um, the virus is contained. Ryan, you mentioned that uh, that obviously coronavirus is, is impacting uh, things currently, but I think that if you look at, at the report that you guys put out, your global positioning strategy, by the way, GPS is really kind of a cool thing to, to, to <laughs> label it with, uh, but uh, you guys, that's sort of a forward-looking uh, deal. And you guys earlier in the month said that the S&P was fairly valued. I would assume that this could be a, a good entry point for folks that have been sitting on cash. 
Uh, John, we absolutely think so. Like we said, a fair value doesn't mean to keep going, but we've been waiting patiently for a little bit more of a pullback. And clearly, you know, peak to trough, we've corrected almost 8% so far. So there could be a tad more here. But, you know, when you look at the underlying fundamentals, and we're going to talk about some of those here, the underlying fundamentals in the U.S. still are strong in our opinion. So, yes, we're late cycle. It makes sense to buy a little higher quality things. But this pullback, in our opinion, it's an election year, right? I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to have volatility during an election year. That's what history has told us. So don't be too surprised. The second half of the year, we get volatility around the election, but pullbacks tend to happen. And and with the cycle still strong, the economy still strong, like we can dig into a little bit, it's probably a buying opportunity is our overall view here. Right. Uh, Ryan, that that same GPS or global portfolio Mm -hmm. strategy that we were talking about, let's talk about the bond market, because this is really indicative that that your thoughts on the bond bond market aren't really very positive with the economy putting an upward pressure on yields and, quote, deteriorating credit quality. That's not a phrase that makes people feel very good. How concerned are you? Well, right here, Janet, we're expecting bonds to be about flat probably for the rest of the year. So that's not, they've had a good start to the year, right? Yields have dropped significantly globally the last couple of weeks with with the outbreak of the coronavirus. So there's been a place for bonds clearly in someone's portfolio. But we talk about, you know, quality of credit and things. Later in the cycle, we're starting to see some warning signs of credits kind of breaking down a little bit. So the way we're investing on our fixed income models, we're buying higher quality, right? We're buying the higher, higher quality things that should be able to withstand a potential late cycle slowdown. Now, we're not predicting that right now, but that's kind of how we're positioning things. But overall, yields have surprised once again, I think, most people. Most people thought yields would be higher last year. They were not. They dropped, which helped bond prices. And so far this year, that's happened once again. And everyone's talking about, hey, the stock market's down 8 nine, 8% or so from the peak. Honestly, if you had some money in bonds with what happened in yields, that doesn't feel nearly as bad because bonds have done pretty well, like they should when things get volatile. They provide some uh, safety, and that's exactly what they've done the last couple of weeks here. I know when the market was going crazy, Ryan, and we've got about a minute or so left, but I know when the market was going crazy, it really seemed like that that it was dumb to put money in bonds and because it, they weren't yielding much and all of that type of thing. But I think uh, a, a flesh out of uh, a good downturn like we've seen with the coronavirus does indicate that there's some room for bonds in a portfolio in just about any market environment. Uh, John, you're absolutely right. I mean, no one truly knows what the future is going to do. So well-diversified portfolio with some stocks and some higher quality bonds, maybe shorten up the duration, get a little geeky with the lingo there. We think rates go higher. You want shorter duration, but we still think there's absolutely a place for fixed income in someone's well-diversified portfolio here for the rest of 2020. For those of you who don't know or aren't familiar with Ryan Dietrich, uh, you probably don't watch much business television. I know you've got a rather busy day uh, today. Uh, We had to squeeze Ryan in, in between a couple of uh, hits on some of the other bigger news channels. Well, that's right, John. I'm going to literally sit in this seat for about 15 more minutes. And I'll be on CNBC, I think, in 15 minutes. So turn that on. <laughs> I'll say you guys got you guys got a sneak preview of what I'm going to say. I'll leave it at that. You, you deserve it. Yeah, you don't need to tune away from the Get Ready for the Future show. Uh, to, don't do that to, to catch right. the uh, the CNBC thing. So uh, just one other side note before we uh, wrap up here, Ryan. When we have this type of volatility in the market, what goes on behind the scenes at LPL Research? Are there people running around tearing their hair out or are you guys just kind of taking it all in stride? Well, we're trying our best to take it in stride. What we do do, though, is we try to have, you know, maybe a blog, LPRResearch.com, focus on what matters. We have our morning call for our advisors. We do client letters. We'll do special phone calls, emails. There's all types of things. We're aware when markets pull back like they did, people are concerned. So we do everything we can to get collateral out there for our advisors to share with their clients that really suggests the world is not ending. The economy is still firm. Don't panic. This is We're just going to ride this one out. So that's what we really try to do when times get volatile. I think we've done a lot the last couple of days. Hey, we really appreciate the time that you spent with us today on the Get Ready for the Future show, kind of giving that that calming feeling about what's going on, because I think you're probably one of the lone voices on, on CNBC for uh, really speaking the truth about what's going on. Well, I, I, we, try to, we try to use the facts and try to speak the truth, so I appreciate that, and we will keep doing it. All right. Ryan Dietrich, the Chief Market Strategist with LPL Financial, joining us on the Get Ready for the Future show. Ryan, always great to see you, and we will talk to you again uh, next time around. Looking forward to it. Thank you. All right. We'll be back on the Get Ready for the Future show in just a moment. Are you following us on social media? Search for Gen Wealth on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Gen Wealth FA so you don't miss out on behind the scenes photos, money tips, and informational videos. 
The Get Ready for the Future show will be back after this. This is Scott Inman. At Genwell Financial Advisors, we understand that there should be more to retirement than just the size of your nest egg. Whether it's more time for family, a fresh start, or just stopping and enjoying life. Whatever it is for you, we know that your retirement should be more. With offices across Central Arkansas, there is a GenWealth location nearby. Call 501-653-7355 or visit us online to schedule an appointment and harness the power of more. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member Fender SIPC. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. If you're joining us on social media, you may have missed the interview that we just had with Ryan Dietrich, the chief market strategist for LPL Financial. And if you missed that, you can go to our uh, Facebook page and watch the interview, or you can go to our podcast and catch that interview. But Janet, the essence of that interview is that, yes, the coronavirus has made its way to the stock market, at least, and has uh, made a a bit of an impact. Uh, At least early in the week, there was some rebound mid midweek but the key here is that really the economy in the face of the coronavirus is still kind of chugging along you're absolutely right we want to take a moment to talk about earnings at this point and just kind of where specifically S&P 500 companies are you know the coronavirus has been a headwind but frankly they've had quite a few headwinds in front of them so let's talk about some of those they've had slowing global economic growth weakness in capital investment and manufacturing have a strong U.S. dollar as well, along with a huge drop, John, in energy sector profits. So in spite of all of that, the S&P 500 companies have managed somehow to gain more ground than expected. Overall earnings growth of one to two percentage points uh, during the fourth quarter of 2019. And John, if you actually look at that one to two percentage points, if you take out the energy sector, then it's roughly about a four percent increase. So not at all insignificant significant in light of especially all of these headwinds that the the S&P and the markets in general have been facing. So everything is relative in economics, and I want to kind of paint a picture for you. So in 2018, the economy, the earnings of the S&P 500 companies were doing very well. They were very high, very strong. And then we had a bit of an earnings recession in the early part of 2019. But as we roll into 2020, Janet, that, that swing is coming back up, and the forecast going forward forward is that the S&P 500 earnings are going to really begin to shine in the third and fourth quarter. And Ryan kind of alluded to this as as far as the coronavirus is concerned. He said, you know, likely this is going to fade into the second quarter, and then right. we would, could have a big rebound in the third and fourth quarter. You know, just in case you didn't catch that, one of the things he pointed out that, yes, it is significant that 3,000 people have lost their lives. But as a comparison point, there have been over 8,000 deaths in the United States alone from influenza in in this season. And so, yes, it's significant, but we do believe that the market is over-responding to this because of the emotion of the stories. Janet, one other key factor here in an area of strength that you might not even think would be an area of strength right now is in U.S. manufacturing. Uh, that, that activity has provided another encouraging signal about the earnings outlook. Historically, an improving purchasing managers index for manufacturing has signaled improved earnings growth. And the Institute of Supply Management, ISM PMI, rebounded in January of 2020, returning to what they call expansatory territory. I don't know what that is, but it's... Can you say it five times fast? No, I'm not going to try to do that. But manufacturing is expanding. And that is something that we have not heard in this technology era in quite a long time. And that's got to bode good things for the economy going forward as you think about that rebound in earnings growth. You know, we've talked about the fair value of stocks, and obviously they've pulled back. We do still believe that there's some room for for growth moving forward um, because we believe that this is this is going to have its time and it's going to pass and we'll be able to go ahead and move forward with earnings that are strong. Absolutely. That is the fastest four minutes in investing. Thanks for watching on social media and listening on the radio. The Get Ready for the Future show continues in just a moment. Education driven, strategy based, team delivered. That's how we roll on the Get Ready for the Future show. And we'll be right back. 
We're back with more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money on the Get Ready for the Future show. And we welcome you back to the Get Ready for the Future show. We got into our interview with Ryan Dietrich just a moment ago, and I didn't have time to properly introduce everybody on the team. Of course, Scott Inman is away uh, taking care of some personal business. Janet Walker, my business partner and uh, co-founder of Gen Wealth Financial Advisors to my right. Further to our right is Troy Johnson, an advisor here in the Bryant office. And also with us is Stephanie Smith, our Social Security Specialist here at Gen Wealth Financial Advisors. And we're all here to talk about retirement. Welcome in, everybody. Yes. So Glad to be here. let's talk a little bit about today's theme. Uh, we got off on the whole market and coronavirus and everything, and appropriately so, because people are a little bit concerned about the volatility that has just leapt back into the market with the news that the uh, virus is spreading a little bit more. But Janet, when you think about your uh, future as far as retirement is concerned, and let's say that you're, you're 10 years away from retirement. This has the ability, if you listen to the the news broadcast, other than Ryan Dietrich, and you uh, uh, you know begin to read the papers and that type of thing, it does tend to kind of scare you a little bit. Oh yeah, it, it'll get your attention. But uh, I'll say, and we've said this many times over the years, when there was a different crisis du jour, whatever it might be, and and like Ryan said, we don't want to downplay the importance that this has, you know, particularly for the families who've been impacted by this. But at the same time, we want to separate that and look at what does it mean in the market? What does it mean for your investments? And when we look at that, I think it's important to know that we didn't get, uh, the two of us didn't get a single phone call. I know, Tori, you got one phone call where somebody was asking you about it. So across all of GenWealth, we may have gotten more, but I only know about one phone call that we got. And the reason that is, is how we very intentionally plan, because what we don't know is what the next crisis will be and when it will occur and what the exact impact will be on the market. But we know that there will be one. It, it will occur and it will have an impact on your investments. And so we very intentionally plan for that in advance. And just like planning for your retirement, you know, the big broad picture, you've got to get into a little bit more of those details of what happens, what do I do when? And, and that's why people aren't in our situation, in our client that's why they're not panicked about this, Troy. Yeah, and so far, this coronavirus deal, like Ryan said, there's been 3,000 deaths worldwide so far, which is tragic, of course. But he put that in perspective and said that there's already been about 8,000, I believe he said, yeah. deaths mm-hmm. from influenza. So that kind of helps you see that maybe the media is blowing it out of proportion just a little bit. Just in the United States, just those 8,000 8, 8, yeah, right. 3,000 deaths globally as far as the coronavirus is concerned. So, you know, what, what I see in this is... Obviously, you're going to have, as Janet likes to call it, the crisis du jour. Whatever the crisis of the day is, it's going to get amplified, magnified, uh, pardon me, online and on the media and that type of thing. But I think in this case, this is where, uh, if I could borrow a medical uh, commentary here, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure when it comes to planning for your retirement. That's absolutely right. So let's begin to focus on that today. Let's say you are going to retire 10 years down the road. So what do you do? Well, first of all, you have to pick the time when you do want to retire. We're assuming 10 years in this conversation. What if yours is five years? What if it's 15? Whatever the case, pick your timeline. Okay, we're going to be talking about 10 years today, but pick whatever your timeline is because that's going to help you determine the steps that you have to take in order to get there. So beyond that, you want to figure out how you're going to be able to retire. So let's talk about those steps a little bit, guys. So I think one of the things that that you most importantly want to focus on is the planning process. And part of that planning process is taking a look at Social Security. And I want to bring Stephanie Smith into the conversation because, Stephanie, one of the things that is very true is that uh, the markets don't affect Social Security. The coronavirus, unless it got really bad, wouldn't affect Social Security. Uh, Social Security is one of those things that you really do have as a very solid platform on the foundation of your retirement. Right. I think the other thing is by us mentioning 
planning 10 years ahead is if you've done that and something comes up unexpectedly, you know what those figures are. Right. You know, even if you do have to take it a year earlier or two years earlier, you've still checked all of those numbers out. So it's not as big of a concern if you have planned ahead. And maybe if you are thinking about planning from the standpoint of uh, maybe you're going to take your Social Security later in life, as oftentimes we recommend, you do have the flexibility that if your portfolio is negatively impacted of going ahead and taking Social Security earlier, so the drag on your portfolio is not as bad, even though it's the market may have taken it down. Right, exactly. I, I remember one of my good friends, her father wanted to work until full retirement age, but the company he worked for had some layoffs unexpectedly. So instead of retiring at 65, he ended up retiring at 63. But you know what? They had saved. They had kind of made plans ahead of time. So he adjusted to it. It wasn't as big of a impact on their future as it can be to some. If you're 10 years out from retirement, since we're on Social Security, mm-hmm. one thing that would be a good idea for you to do is go on ssa.gov and you can create a login and pull your Social Security statement to have an idea of what your income is going to look like. And Stephanie, you can talk more on this, but also checking over your earnings record on that statement. Right. We do try to suggest that you review those earnings. Every now and then there is a minor correction or maybe there's a year left off. And if you've kept that W-2 or tax information, then that it's an easy fix for Social Security to do. Now, I want to bring up a point that I think probably a lot of people are, are saying today is, you know, I'm busy. I got a lot of stuff to do. I, I you know, life is, is difficult these days. I got, I got my schedule is just crazy. And retirement's 10 years down the road. Yeah. And it just seems like it's still a long way off. Do I really need to start thinking about all the mechanics of this right now? The, the question is, do you want to retire? And do you want to retire on your timeline? At John, I remember early on in business, you know, we went from being ind- independent contractors to we're business owners. And it was literally overnight. We were independent contractors one day. We were business owners the next day. And I remember you talking with me about needing to go have a meeting with the CPA. And I'm going to be very transparent. I eye rolled and was like, oh, my gosh, just anything but that. (laughs) And you said, okay, look, so-and-so, and and you named an influential business person in our lives, uh, a mentor for us. And you said, look, so-and-so, as busy as he is, he goes to see a CPA, and I'm going to tell you, he goes to do it several times a year. Mm-hmm. The same is true for people who want to retire on time and on their own terms. That's critical. Yeah, there are a lot of people who retire, but do they retire on their own terms? And if you want to be able to do that, you simply make time to plan for it. It's important. Absolutely, it is. And and one of the ways that you do that is you engage with a financial advisor like our team here at mm-hmm. GenWealth. And, and you may go, okay, so what does this process look like? At GenWealth, we have the GenWealth Ready to Retire process. And the Ready to Retire process is just a series of steps that we take to help people get ready for retirement. And Janet, we're going through all of that information mm-hmm. in a series of workshops. If you're listening live online today on Facebook Live, uh, we've got a workshop coming up on tomorrow night at the Benton Event Center at 6.30. Uh, that is absolutely free of charge. You can actually go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com right now and register for that event. If you'd like to go to Destination Retirement, then you can uh, simply just show up at the Benton Event Center with a registration, and, and we will lay out those steps. Absolutely. Now, if you're listening to us on uh, on the radio or on our podcast later on, and it's past February 27th, obviously you will not have the opportunity to join us at the Benton Event Center, but we do have another destination retirement workshop coming up. That one's going to be in Little Rock at the Crown Plaza. It'll be on March 5th at 6.30 p.m. And just like all of our workshops, there's no cost to attend. We are there to educate you. If you decide at the end of the workshop that you'd like to spend some time talking with a financial advisor, you'll have the opportunity to do that, to request an appointment, but we're there to educate. So if your destination is retirement, then there are a lot of things that 
that you need to know to plan for that journey. And that's really what we're going to be talking about at the workshop. And this is a new workshop that we've put together, a new presentation. So even current clients that we have out there, if you feel like you've kind of seen all the presentations so far, this may be something you want to join in for as well. Absolutely. And guys, I think it's important for us to point out that, you know, retirement is not something that most people sit around and study about. They're not educated about retirement. They don't know an awful lot about it. Uh, Social Security is a big black box for them, Stephanie. But in in terms of of how you educate yourself and how you grow in knowledge on a brand new subject, I think you just kind of do the old proverb of you just take it and begin to eat the elephant one bite at a time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think the most comfortable way to do that and take that first bite, if you will, is to come to one of our public workshops because you're not one-on-one with a financial advisor. You're not bringing in all your financial mm-hmm. information. You're there to just absorb and just learn and figure out, okay, is this something that I can really get my brain around. I think it's important for people to know how we measure the success of a workshop. Sure. And and that is always by asking a question at the end of, did you learn something this evening? And really, it, it is an unusual night when we don't get 100% positive feedback on everybody in the room saying that they have learned something. That's really what we're there for. So come out and join us. Again, uh, Benton Events Center, February 27th is the date on that. So Thursday, February 27th. And then in Little Rock, we will be there at the Crown Plaza on March 5th. And in either case, you can go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com, click on events, and be able to register there for any of our upcoming workshops. The Gen Wealth difference is education. We are education-driven, strategy-based, and team-delivered. And Stephanie, I know that as someone who educated people about Social Security in your prior career as a representative of the Social Security Administration, education was really key to your uh, motivation to actually join the Gen Wealth team. Right. As, as wonderful it was that I could inform people about all of the Social Security rules and regulations, it got to where we were not allowed to advise mm-hmm. people what was best for their particular situation. And that's, you know, that that's what is possible now at Gen Wealth. And Gen Wealth does. I think they have everyone's interest at best heart when they talk to people. Absolutely. So if you'd like to sign up for one of those workshops, just go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com. Go to the events tab and just click on the registration and they will automatically get you registered uh, either on the February 27th workshop if you're listening live today or on the March 5th workshop coming up next week at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock. That is GetReadyForTheFuture.com. Janet, 10 years, I think about, you know, Gen Wealth will celebrate its 15th anniversary yes. uh, this year. 10 years flies by fast. It absolutely does. I have a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old, and Facebook memories are telling me how quickly 10 years (laughs) goes by. So on the other side of the break, we're going to talk a little bit about how you move through those 10 years and how what you do during those 10 years is going to position you to have the best retirement that you can have. You're watching the Get Ready for the Future show on Facebook Live, listening all across the state of Arkansas on the Gen Wealth Radio Network. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Wisdom from Arkansas's most listened-to financial talk show is just around the corner after the break. Stay tuned. Did you know there are a ton of financial resources on GetReadyForTheFuture.com? No? Well, bookmark that page for later because the Get Ready For The Future show is back. We welcome you back into the Get Ready for the Future show. We're talking about 10 years, how quickly it goes by in uh, planning anything, really. But also, when you think about retirement, it can be here before you know it. And Janet, we have had uh, clients that have wondered whether you know it's time to start planning. It really is time to start planning. And I want to begin to, to flesh out a little bit about the Social Security aspect of this since Stephanie is joining right. us. But, but we kind of uh, drove by this just a little bit. But Social Security is a big, big part of the foundation of your retirement. It, it, just to kind of set the stage on this from the financial aspect of it before uh, Stephanie dives into a little bit more on Social Security, Social Security is likely the biggest financial decision that you will make. And I know people are like, wait a minute, there's way more money in my 401k. Social Security is like maybe a $2,000 decision. $2,000 a month, maybe, yes. 
But when you look at that between a husband and a wife and how much income they have total coming in from Social Security and over their lifetimes, many times that Social Security check will deliver more monetary income to you, more value to you monetarily than what the 401k actually will. It's not always the case, but it's quite frequently the case. In addition to that, there are 86 different ways to claim Social Security. So it's a big decision and it can be a complicated one. It's not just when do I take my check. You have to consider what all of your options are. And that's where we get into a lot of the details on this, Stephanie. Well, what was interesting when we were preparing for the show, we were given some stats that Forbes says that the average marriage lasts about five years. I know the average job. The average average job is five years, but (laughs) marriage doesn't improve much. It was um, what goes up to about eight years, I think. And, and that, those are pretty important decisions. A right, lot of us right. place a lot of time, um, research, do a lot of things. I mean, you date somebody for a period of time to make sure that's going to be something you want to last the rest of your life. Um, but the statistics we were given from Social Security says you can expect the average person to receive benefits for 20 years. So that's that's quite a bit of time that that money can be working for you. You know, so those decisions are important. Yeah, and I think about the the decision of when to take Social Security. Mm-hmm. Of course, a lot of people are uh, kind of jawboned, I guess it is, into taking Social Security at 62 because somebody told them that it wasn't going to be around, and so they better go get theirs while they could. And I think about the impact of that because if you don't, employ a proper claiming strategy on Social Security, it could mean hundreds of thousands of dollars difference in how much money you actually draw from the government for that very important part of your financial plan. Right. Uh, It isn't unusual to hear people say, well, I'm going to get what I can from the program while it's still there. You know, we've we've talked before that, yes, the program is pretty solvent. You Mm -hmm. know, there's some changes that need to be made. But Even when 2035 comes around, there's still enough benefits to pay 80% of all benefits due people at that time. So it's it's not going to just disappear. Right. And and it's it's a big difference between, you know, going from $2,000 a month to $1,600 as opposed to $2,000 a month to nothing, which is what people think. Um, Troy, let's take a a minute and talk about... If people delay their Social Security, and sometimes that's what needs to happen and sometimes it doesn't, if they do that, talk about the impact on their investments. So if you delay your Social Security, you could potentially maybe want to or need to withdraw more from your investments earlier on in retirement to bridge you to Social Security age um, or when you were going to draw. But to your point earlier, you think about how much assets it takes mm-hmm. to, to produce the same amount of income that you could get from Social Security. So that's definitely something you want to look at. It's not always best just to take it at 62. Right. And and I'll say it's not always best to just delay it either. I mean, we, we have seen everything from you need to take the check, you know, the day that you turn 62 to no, you need to delay it to 70. And then all of the plans that work together as, as husband and wife, as a divorcee, as a widow or widower, all all of those variables come into play. I think what's most important probably to understand on this is that you need to know that your plan is written for you with regard to Social Security because everybody's situation is a little bit different and you need to be sure that it's personalized just like every other aspect for you financially. You need to know that your Social Security plan is unique to you. For those of you who are watching on Facebook Live, if you would like to ask a question about uh, being out 10 years or so from retirement or anything as it relates to retirement investments in your money, just jump on Facebook Live and shoot us a question or a comment, and we will uh, try to address that on the air. Our our audience is growing. I see that uh, <laughs> David, Laverne, and Donnie are all uh, checking in and joining us on, on Facebook Live. So uh, thank you very much for uh, being loyal GenWealth uh, followers and listeners uh, to the Get Ready for the Future show. Guys, I want to kind of spread this out a little bit because it's not all about Social Security. And, and here's another, I guess, justification, if you will, for beginning to plan 10 years out. One of the things that I have seen is that a lot of people around here tend to have property, maybe rental property, that they want to liquidate because when they go into yes. retirement, they think of that as another job and they don't really want to fool with it. And they say, okay, how can I extract the value from this? But it's not always the right time to sell the rental property at your retirement date. You may want to look at selling that 
earlier because it may be a little bit harder to sell. Yeah, you, you might want to do it earlier. You might want to do it later. I, I will tell you what I have consistently seen over the years is that people who who come in and and I'll just say they have a landlord investment mindset, meaning that that is in their mind one of the most important investments that they have. And that's fine. If that works for you, that's great. Every one of them at some point has come in later and said, you know what? I used to enjoy this. I don't anymore. And so there comes a time when they do want to offload the responsibilities of that and turn those illiquid assets into liquid assets that are going to pay them, you know, an income stream, regardless of whether they're going and fixing an air conditioner at two o'clock in the morning. So they want to get out of that responsibility. The question on timing, just like we said on the social security question earlier, it's very individualized. You've got to know what is the right time for you. And there are a whole lot of factors that come into play on that. I always say that, that uh, you know, when you compare, uh, let's say, rental property with an investment, Troy, uh, your investment portfolio isn't going to blow up the air conditioner. Your investment portfolio isn't going to damage the, the oven or something like that, or worse, knock a hole in the wall. Uh, it's pretty maintenance-free. Uh, and if you're producing income from that, that income, uh, they don't bounce checks or anything like that. Right. And the other thing to consider is if, if I have a investment property or a rental property, I'm going to want that rate of return that I'm getting off of that to be probably significantly higher than what I could expect to get from my investments. Because like you just said, I've got to put work into that uh, rental property. So I need to be paid a premium to do that work. Whereas your investments, they're just going to rock along and do their thing. There's nothing you have to actively do. You have to think about things like uh, maintenance, property taxes, insurance, all of that uh, goes goes into play. So the the moral of the story is, is that we're not necessarily talking down rental property. We have a lot of clients that yeah, have rental absolutely. property and we think it's a good thing. We like real estate. But one of the things that you've got to think about is, will you be able or willing to maintain those properties like mm-hmm. you're doing right now? I think the key here is that you want to be prepared and you want to think through these things. And one of the things that it does afford you a lot of luxury in that is the luxury of time. Mm-hmm. I, Janet, I, I know when people have to make quick decisions about something, oftentimes they're wrong. Yeah, just like an emotional decision, a rushed decision is is a dangerous one. You may wind up deciding the right thing, but many times you're not going to. And so you want to be very systematic in your planning about how you're going to get out of rental property. And frankly, you know, we haven't seen an issue with this where we're located geographically in quite some time, but there are ebbs and flows to the real estate market as well. And so if you feel like you're at a peak in that, then you might want to take the opportunity to go ahead and begin to offload some of it. If you if you're in a valley, you know, assuming somebody's listening to this at some other point in time in the future, if you're in a valley, it might not be the best time to offload some of that. So again, it's all personalized based on your situation and the timing of it. All right, I want to shift gears again. I want to throw a statistic out there and and uh, drive our discussion toward this statistic. The average 65-year-old couple will spend $340,000 Check that $340,000 on health care in retirement. Now, you may say, oh, that's uh, that's that's impossible. You, you, have you been to the hospital lately? Have you seen what your insurance is actually taking care of? You have things like long-term care insurance. Mm-hmm. You have things like your Medicare premium, which really is affected by how much income you have in Social Security. You have the cost of a Medicare supplement if you're wise enough to go and buy a Medicare supplement. And then you have the cost of uh, medical services that Medicare or Medicare supplement don't cover. All of those things, Janet, have got to be thought about and yeah. planned for. I, I'll use my parents as an example. This is something I've shared before that after my dad passed away, then obviously the household went from two Social Security incomes to one. Mom still has her pension from having taught all of those years. That's still coming in. But after my dad passed away, my mom talked with me a couple of months later and she said, honey, I'm not sure how this is possible. But I mean, the checkbook math is right. She was a math teacher. She knew what she was doing. She said, I have more money left at the end of each month, even without your dad's Social Security check. And what we looked through and determined was they were spending more than his income on 
it just medical costs regularly, even when he wasn't, you know, terribly, terribly sick, that was happening on a regular basis. And so, and, and that, by the way, he was never in like a long-term care facility or anything like that. This was just living life at home for a person who wasn't particularly healthy. So it is very easily done. All of this is encompassed in what we call the GenWealth Ready to Retire process. You can find out more about that by going to our website at GetReadyForTheFuture.com. As a matter of fact, why don't we do this? Uh, the GenWealth Ready to Retire process is very well laid out in our book, Your Retirement Should Be More. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and give away a few copies of Your Retirement Should Be More. So if you would email us, Info, I-N-F-O at, in, at GetReadyForTheFuture.com. That's I-N-F-O at GetReadyForTheFuture.com. Email us for the first five emails that we get uh, during the show today. We will send out a copy of Your Retirement Should Be More. Hey, we're going to do one more. Here's a bonus round. We're ready. I want to encourage people to start commenting for us on our Facebook Live. So if you're watching on Facebook Live, first person to give us a comment says, I want the book. We'll get in touch with you about contact information. But if you comment, I want the book, we'll get it to you. We are talking about retirement 10 years out. If you're close to retirement within the 10-year uh, time frame of retirement, you need to be busy about doing some of the things that we're talking about on today's show. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about getting your spending plan together and having a guide toward destination retirement. You're watching and listening to the Get Ready for the Future show live on Facebook and on the Gen Wealth Radio Network across the state of Arkansas. Stay with us. Get off the crazy train and onto a more dependable track with the Gen Wealth team. All aboard the Get Ready for the Future show after the break. Want more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Listen to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show. We're talking retirement 10 years out and getting prepared to have a spending plan. And guys, I wanted to spend just a few minutes getting real with our audience. Not that we're not real already, <laughs> but, but this is the real real, okay? We have done this for uh, under Genwell's banner for 15 years. Right. I've been in the financial services industry for 32 years. Yes, I am an old dude. So uh, that's, <laughs> stop. Everybody doesn't have to comment on that. So uh, and nobody on Facebook comment, please. But anyway, here here's the deal. I see people oftentimes build massive amounts of money for retirement, and then they don't enjoy it. They don't live. What they do is they, they live what is called a just-in-case retirement. They don't spend any money just in case. Right. Just in case something happens. Right. Just in case the market blows up. Just in case coronavirus comes around. And so they don't do the things that they've always wanted to do. They don't travel. They don't go play golf. They don't enjoy, you know, trips with the grandkids. They're living this just-in-case retirement. So, Troy, you know what happens? They die, and then their kids travel, enjoy the grandkids on their money. You know, it, it, it's not right. It is. It is. Uh, they are not taking advantage of what they've really worked all their life for because they're living this just-in-case retirement. And my point is, is that if you have a plan and you have a spending plan and you feel secure about what's going on as far as your income is concerned, that frees you from a just-in-case retirement. Right. And the, the overarching theme of today's show is that you need to have a plan, especially if you're 10 years out from retirement or less time than that. Um, to me, the biggest advantage of having a plan is that you can adapt to change better if you've got a plan. And I think we would all agree that things can change a lot in 10 years, right? Sure. Exactly. I've got some proof sure. for you on that. The The Razorback football record in 2010 <laughs> was 10 and 3. Can we it's not go there? Change, oh, can we right? not go there? Why, why, why did you do that? <laughs> well, you just had to stab, to the stab last me right you got to think segment. about it. The, the, the Razorback football market was yes. up here. Yes. Yeah. Now it's down here in a 10-year time period. We're hoping it changes in the other direction in the next 10 years. Exactly. Actually sooner than that. Yeah. But uh, do you have a plan that you can over that you can overcome a change that would right. be that drastic in, in the stock market? Let, let me just say I have call options on Sam Pittman. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I, I definitely have call options on Sam. 
Well, Stephanie, you spent some time in an appointment with with Joel recently and had this experience where, you know, there there are clients who have the opportunity to be able to enjoy what they've worked so hard to to earn all these years. And there frankly needed to be a little bit of encouragement to help them do that. Right. Um, Sometimes when you're used to working, you enjoy your job, you've enjoyed your career for 30 or 40 years. It it is hard to dream again. What would be fun to right. do that you don't let yourself do that you haven't for a long time? Well, and, and I've got to say, if discipline is anything, it's it's a habit. And so people get into this discipline of saving and saving and saving exactly. and saving, investing, 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 investing. And then they come to this just break in the road and go, oh, wait a minute. Now I'm receiving from that that I've been putting back all of these years. And it really is a psychological change for them to go through that process. I, I had some people come in recently. Um, they've been clients for a while and they uh, they did make the choice. I was very proud of them on this. They made the choice to go on a Hawaiian cruise. Now that's not something that everybody gets to do. And, you know, it's a big deal for them to do this. And so in this, they were telling us, you know, we're going on this and we were so excited for them. And they said, but, but we don't think we're going to do the helicopter tour. And I thought, you know, if you're going anyway and you have yes. the ability to do it, I think the point is there was a time when going on the cruise for that couple would have been an impossibility financially. And then the helicopter tour on top of that, that's just crazy dreaming, right? But they had the ability to do it. And so they're doing it. And, you know, we, we don't tell you to spend your money if it's not okay. I'll be very honest with you. We're pretty <laughs> transparent about that. But we want you to enjoy what you have worked for. Janet, I I have had almost arguments with some folks when they come in and we're talking about their budget in retirement. And they will want to save money like they were saving money in their 401k plan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And and I'm like, you don't have to do that. You've actually finished that journey. You, you, but, but no, I, I'm supposed to save mm-hmm. 15% of everything that I bring. You know, something, John, you said it was probably eight years ago to my husband. And this was one of the key things while we went, came to Gen Wealth in the first place is you mentioned there is an accumulation phase and there's also a deaccumulation phase. Right. And, and it is a whole mind shift. Yes. It really is. And, it, and it can vary for everybody. That's where here again, coming in and getting that personal advice for yourself can be very useful. I mean, now to be clear, I'm not saying that we don't save, you know, you shouldn't have an emergency savings in retirement or anything like that. Yes, you should. But you don't need to keep putting money away at the same pace, Troy, that you were putting money away while you're working toward that goal. Right. And so we've talked about, um, you can also, the plan will help you as far as knowing when you can retire. Right. We've talked about how you've got clients that sometimes don't spend the money that they could be spending, but it will also tell you when you can retire because we've had some clients that come in and they're they're paralyzed. They don't want to retire, but how can you know when the right time is if you don't have a plan for that? Yeah, I, I don't know how people retire without a plan. It would absolutely paralyze me with fear to go, I kind of think it might sort of be okay. After having seen as many plans as we have done over the years and seen the details of, look, you can withdraw $4,372 per month. You know, it doesn't say 5000 It says 4372 whatever it is for that individual. After having seen that over the years, I wouldn't want to walk into retirement without having my detailed plan. I can't imagine. Right. And if you can if you can meet your income goals and you're not particularly loving your job anymore and you're ready to go, then there's no reason to hang around. You right. know, we met with a client last week that was in the, kind of that same situation mm-hmm. and we were able to tell him you can retire at any point because you can take the assets that you've saved and that can be your new income source. You don't have to have a paycheck anymore. That's absolutely right. And I think oftentimes people struggle with that because they don't have a focus on their purpose after work. Yes. And you think about the fact that that us guys are really all bound up and, and some women are all really bound up. Their identities are bound up in their work. What do they do for a living? How they th- that's who they run with. That's who they interact with. That's who their their social network is around mm-hmm. and everything. And they don't know what life looks like on the other side of work. And maybe one of the things that you need to come in 10 years before retirement uh, to talk to us here at Gen Wealth is to begin to think about what life looks like on the other side of retirement. 
retirement because you can get to retirement and all of a sudden walk out of a job and go home and it is deadly quiet. And I mean deadly quiet because we've literally had people to retire and sit down and they were gone in two or three years. Or retire and go, I can't stand this. I need something to do. And so they they may volunteer somewhere or they may actually work somewhere for some degree of compensation. It doesn't have to be your full-time job that you've done for however many years. Whatever you're comfortable doing, if you need a purpose outside of retirement, traditional retirement, you can probably find that. And I think that one of the things that we want to encourage you to do is to come in and sit down with the Gen Wealth Advisor and say, Okay, let's get started. And the earlier you get started, the better off you're going to be. We can guide you. We can tell you some things that you need to do to be prepared for retirement. One of the things that will help you to get out of that just-in-case mentality in retirement is making sure that the foundation of your retirement is solid and secure. How do you do that? Well, you basically get an idea of how much income you need to pay the bills in retirement. And then you make some adjustments for taxes and things of that nature. And then you account for how much guaranteed income you've already got coming in. And then you work through your plan and decide, okay, do I need to add another guaranteed income element to give me that solid, firm foundation on my base level retirement income? I've got to believe that that is just absolutely freeing to somebody that is working their way toward retirement. And you heard the bell. That means that uh, we need to wrap up and have some final thoughts about this episode of the Get Ready for the Future show as we talk about retirement 10 years out. So, Janet, final thoughts. My final thought is actually just a congratulations to Donnie Harrell. Uh, He is the one on Facebook Live who's getting the book giveaway. Thanks for joining us and thanks for commenting. Absolutely. And uh, I think he is actually watching out of state, as a matter of fact. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So we talked about uh, a lot of things on this show. We talked about the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process and you plugging into that. Uh, You want to be with an organization, whether it's us or anybody, that that is clearly education driven, strategy-based and team-delivered. If you walk in somewhere and they're saying that some investment product is the plan for your retirement, that's not the plan. You're probably the plan for the last guy too. Yes, probably so. (laughs) So you've got to think about the fact that, that is it a product or is it a plan? And I think that's very important because in this day and time, people are still very transactional when it comes to investing. Yeah, we lean, you know, we focus way more on the plan. So Mm -hmm. my final thought is going to be if you haven't started planning yet, especially if you're 10 years or less out from retirement, then uh, checking out a workshop or coming in and meeting with an advisor would probably be a pretty good thing to do. Absolutely. It can definitely make a difference. 11 years ago, I was making a plan for early retirement from Social Security. So I've been at Gen Wealth about a year now. And voila. It, so you it did it work. 10 years Yes, out. not only me, but my husband as well. You know, we didn't both expect to be able to take early retirements and, mm-hmm. and do something else that we enjoy from here on. So not just having a plan up here, but having a plan on paper, on purpose. Now, what does that mean? That there is a purpose to that plan. Each element of that plan has a particular purpose toward the overall goal of you having not a just-in-case retirement, but a retirement that you feel very comfortable as far as your income stream is concerned and having a lot of the bases covered that you're really kind of concerned about at this point. Just remember, it's not about having a plan in your head. It's about having a plan on paper, on purpose. And you can get that at the Gen Wealth offices. Give us a call at 501-653-7355. That's our show for today. Have a great weekend. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 501-653-7355. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of Gen Wealth Financial Advisors, and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. 